Hey everyone, this is Leo Lobenberg, and you're listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Hello everyone, my name is Lou Lombardi, aka Ludini, and you are with the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Uh, we've got another interview for you guys today. I have on the line with us today Leo Lobenberg, and they said this is going to be a little different for us because you know I we get pretty eclectic here. You know I've had jazz artists and rock artists, punk. Uh, new age, uh, metal, everything, Christian artists. <laughs> but this is my first classical composer. I, I, I feel like maybe I'm not dressed uh, appropriately for this, uh, but we're going to just go with it. It's, we're going to have a good time. Leo's a great guy and a great musician, and we're going to uh, we're really going to enjoy this. So Leo Lobenberg coming up here in a minute. First of all, I need to do a little business. You are listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, and that website is ludinirockandrollcircus.com. Check back often for a great interviews like this one as well as our weekly music podcast which by the way if you're hang out with us on facebook you can join in live and that is the ludini hard rock and metal circus every sunday at 8 p.m live on facebook and then that makes its way to the site as well uh if you're an itunes kind of person you may notice that we are in the top five pretty much consistently uh on itunes music for podcasts so we do thank you for that please uh, spread it around please like and share please get the word out about these artists it's really important it's not really about me or, or any of that it's all about these great musicians out there and getting the word out and the sounds out about their music and that's all done ludini rock and roll circus.com uh, i got a lot of musicians i know that listen to our podcast so i have something for you guys uh, i know that everybody's out there you know scratching their head pulling their hair out trying to leverage the internet to grow their fan base bring more fans and you know trying to figure out how to do all this stuff i can help you with that i've got over 12 years of uh, marketing experience and if you're interested in that my uh, you can go to uh, lulombardimusic.com backslash more fans now that is lulombardimusic.com backslash more fans now and we can help you out with that as i was saying i have uh leo lobenberg uh on the line with us today he's a, a, a really interesting composer he's drawn to sort of experimental music with classical rock and brazilian influences uh He's also a vocal virtuoso. I'm not sure we're going to be able to explore any vocal stuff today, but he, he does that as well. Um, uh, currently uh, studying with Mark Anthony uh, Turnage and Michael uh, Olivia uh, while taking his master's composition at the Royal College of Music. So we have like a you know, really serious guy, uh, but I think he's, we're going to have a good time too. So Leo, welcome to, <laughs> welcome to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Thanks, Luke. Thanks for having me. All right. So why don't you? Uh, why don't we? Let's let's get the story. Let let's go back in time and talk about your beginnings. How you got into music, and you know, and what made you want to pursue it in a in a serious way like you are. Well, I think it was something that I it was always part of my life. Uh, I started like having uh, little instruments, you know, little uh, uh, vibraphones and and small keyboards at home since I was three years old. And and th so through all this time up to my teenage years, I've been always playing some things here and there uh, by myself. And and this developing to having like acoustic uh, guitar lessons and then electronic organ lessons and culminating into when I was like 15, started playing bands, playing synthesizers and then singing. So and and let's say that was my beginning, my professional beginning in music. Uh, and from that, then I went for uh, a classical music college still in Brazil, uh, from University. And then 
in classical music. Then I ended up moving in 2005 to Los Angeles and went to the Musicians Institute, where I started first as a student. I took an associate degree in voice. Uh, and then after a year and a half, uh, the course uh, ended. I started teaching there as well. Um, then going back to Brazil, uh, did an amazing project called Asfosen, which we did openings for Scorpions and Winger, uh, besides our regular tour, wow. uh, releasing both in CD and double vinyl. And then later on, that uh, the, the arrival in London and the Royal College of Music. So this whole this whole process uh, was almost like uh, intrinsic to to my life. I've been always involved in music, uh, and I think that that's. It wasn't something that at some point I chose, I want to do that. It seems that it was natural, the natural choice for me by the time that I decided to take these steps either in Brazil or outside. Well, t tell us about um, this sort of balance you have, or this sort of uh, sort of you know having feet in both worlds of the classical world and the pop rock world. Like, how do you balance that out? And how, is it a conscious thing, or do you just feel like, okay, on this album I'm going to be classical, on this album I'm going to do more rock stuff? Like, how do you? What happens there to make you sort of go which way or the other? Well, one thing that I do is that uh, I compose every day. I literally have my morning coffee and then start composing. Okay. Uh, uh, so uh, that makes me work. Usually, I'm working on three different compositions at the same time, being popular or classical. So that makes my day uh, pretty flexible. Into uh, okay, one day I'm interested in, in in developing something classical. Let's say a string quartet, or I want to write a, a song. Let's say in new young folkish style. Uh, uh, so I can I can constantly shift between them. In matters of projects, one thing that I decided to do since a year ago is that I decided to work uh, more specifically, not totally, but more specifically with singles. And that creates an even more flexibility because uh, I don't need to reach a full album of acoustic music or rock songs or classical compositions in order to release something. So one month uh, I can be released, for example, this month I'm releasing uh, a percussion quartet called Essences, uh, and at the end of the year, uh, I'll be releasing a rock song uh, from a side project. And and the end of it is that the, the constant release of singles made me uh, separate uh, every single release that I do in different uh, projects. So everything that I release, for example, as Leo Lubenberg is classical. And for example, I'm releasing this piece that I'll be releasing in November. Um, it's a project called Squarefly, where I basically combine, it's a rock structure based music, but I always add classical instruments into this arrangement. So I sort of define by style, by project, the style of composition, but the, the pace in which, in which order I create that, uh, it varies completely on what I'm interested in, do, in doing at the moment. Um, who are some of your, uh, influences? Who, who sort of like inspires you? Uh, in rock, because I started as a keyboard player, so I, I was hugely influenced by progressive rock. So, you know, all, especially the keyboardists. So Keith Emerson and Rick Wakeman, and then of course, not that more into rock, but John Lord. Uh, I started my, my influ very influential, uh, um, my, my biggest influences started from that. 
then all the rock guys as a singer, you know, uh, Robert Plant, Young Gillen, all the, the 70s guys especially. Uh, but on the other hand, when I started uh, shifting to towards classical music, uh, because of technology, I mo mainly work at the computer. I work with what the, uh, people call contemporary uh, classical music. Okay. Uh, so basically everything that is uh, being made during the last 40 years or so. So I was heavily influenced by Karl Heinz Stockhausen, uh, one of the main composers uh, in, in what is considered electroacoustic music. Uh, another composer is called Richard Parmigiani, is one of the masters into electronic music, into classical. Uh, and these, I think, are my main, and I think that my major influence, uh, considering all these areas that I work with, is Frank Zappa. I think he was a, a magician in, in combining styles, so you have different perspectives. Uh, you have some some compositions where he's just speaking, or someone else is singing, or he's singing. Something is more theatrical, something is more classical. He even has the material uh, separated into yeah. more specific Let's uh, let's go ahead, uh, uh, Leo, and listen to. We're going to go ahead and play um, "Essences" because you you mentioned it a couple of times. Now, this is your latest uh, composition that that's out, and everybody can get it on iTunes and Spotify and places like that. We're going to check it out. Then we're going to come back and uh, talk a little bit more because I want to know a little bit more about your process with this. Okay, all right, guys, check out this is uh, this is "Essences" by Leo Lobenberg uh, on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.
Okay, Leo, tell us about this piece. Like, how did you, how, how do you work? I mean, are, are you playing around with sound stuff or are you sitting there with, uh, you know, are you just, just like notating it or, uh, you know, with a, like some sort of uh, no, notation program? Well, usually this piece uh, was a piece that I wrote uh, completely on score paper, like on music paper. And, and I started, of course, I define uh, prior to writing the piece, usually I define which instruments I'll be using. Some appear along the way, of course, when you start thinking about combinations. Uh, but the whole thing that got me into writing this piece is the, the whole relation that we all have with percussion instruments. You know, it's something that is so, it comes from tribal, uh, drum beats up to nowadays everyone getting astonished with a drummer doing a solo. So it's something that uh, it's it's been part of our lives since we are here. And one thing that is very interesting about percussion instruments is that some of them actually have notes. Uh, you can listen to, uh, even if it's a single note, it's a very well-defined note. So I decided to write a piece where you could shift from uh, sounds, percussion, percussion sounds that have uh, a specific note that, let's say, let's call it me more melodic percussion instruments, and then going back, going back at the end to a, a very rough and more percussive and more tribal uh, style of percussion. So the piece starts very, uh, in, in a certain sense, very gentle with some uh, uh, instruments like the crotals being played by with string bows and that goes towards melodic instruments like xylophone and marimba which are in fact melodic and then at the end you have like tom-toms as, as they will be put in a drum kit and bass drum and timpani and snare and cymbals and everything goes uh, explodes at the end in this more tribal so the whole journey about this piece is this this, this thought about the, the the story of percussion and how we relate to this to this. Yeah, because that, that was the next thing I was going to ask you was you know in addition to going okay well I want to write a I want to write a piece that incorporates these instruments as mainly percussion I want to do these the, you know what is the sort of. Um, uh, the, the the inspiration for the the sort of uh, ideas you're trying to you want to put across because in a song with lyrics in a, like a traditional like rock song pop song whatever you know we can listen to the lyrics and that can you know take you you know on a journey whereas with the instrumental music how do you uh, are you concerned or do you think about the sort of journey that the person might be taking or do you kind of accept the fact, well, there's no lyrics, so it's going to be more up to the person's imagination? Like, what is your sort of thought whenever you're working on something like that? Well, you you always assume uh, with, uh, with, let's say, that this kind of music has a tendency to be more abstract uh, yeah. in matters of, not, not only in matters of how you create, but how people will perceive it. Uh, so I'm already assuming that people have different uh, impressions. Uh, but that in a certain sense sometimes happens with songs that people say, okay, I love to hear that song, you know, and someone said, oh, but it, it's a sad song, in fact, and someone didn't notice. Yeah. But, but So I assume that, that, that this is already a possibility. And, but even when I'm writing the music, uh, it can come from any source, so it really can come from, let's say that I went to a concert and I saw someone uh, doing a drum solo, and a specific point of the drum solo got my interest, and I stayed with that idea and developed later on uh, some, something in that kind of mood. 
Uh, it can be from a very mathematical perspective of just, you know, this background in classical music of, of uh, going for, okay, let's write something down and then work with that. Right. And it can be completely inspirational. So I can actually start a piece just by putting things on the computer, you know, launching, a, loading a, a drum kit and then playing with that, improvising with that. And then can give me a, an idea, and I'll develop from that. So it can come out of nothing, or it can be very uh, uh, particular. Uh, these, there's, there's not a. I think that the beauty of classical music, contemporary classical music, is that you you don't have these boundaries. You can actually come from nowhere and reach uh, everything, and and every perception from any person that listens to it is valid. It's almost like the the sense that socially we everyone has their own opinion, you know. Right, 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 of course. Uh, so let's uh, shift gears a little bit and um, t tell me a little bit about, or if you do, are you able to perform uh, these pieces live in any uh, context? Do you have any outlet for that? Yes, well, uh, of course, I don't, I don't limit myself to that. I'm very focused in recording. Right. Uh, one difference that I have from uh, not all of them, but uh, some of the, the classical composers, is that I tend to work, work more focused in, in recording and to not have the limitations. You know, in, a, in today's world, with a good computer, you can have 200 channels yeah. to record so, so I tend to really go for the sort of the perspective that the Beatles had, that the only thing holding you back is the what you actually cannot do. Hmm. So uh, I can... I, I'm, I'm, I set myself to be very free when I'm working. I'm not actually writing something thinking if that will be performed live. Usually the pieces that I record that are performed live are pieces that I already performed live. Okay. Uh, as a singer, I not only perform with rock bands, but I also perform with visual artists uh, in galleries, in museums. Uh, so it can be a very uh, experimental performance uh, an improvisational performance, and then I develop that into a, an actual uh, finalized composition and record that. So uh, it tends more, when I have something that will be performing contemporary classical, it tends to be more something that I already performed or performed, for example, for uh, 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 a visual artist that is, is having a, a performance in the gallery. Uh, and then I, I materialize that in composition. When I'm writing just for the sake of writing, I give myself the liberty of not thinking about that. Right. I'll, I'll have that problem if I decide to perform it. Okay. So you're not going like, oh, crap, I'm not going to be able to play this. How am I going to play this live? Exactly. <laughs> I got you. One, one piece that I recorded uh, uh, that I released two months ago is called Within. And I decided that the final, it was originally a piano solo piece. And one of the versions of the piece is for four basses, nine guitars, four drums, and four synthesizers, <laughs> so which wouldn't be wouldn't be that easy to put together. Not impossible, but hard to put together for one performance or two or whatever. Right. So, it's not the kind of thing you're going to play like at the pub on Friday night. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so you, but you did say that you have a. Uh, a, a, we so we kind of glossed over a little bit. You said that you have in a, a, coming up a uh, uh, something going on with a more of a, a vocal uh, rock uh, type thing coming up. So to, what, what what's that all about? Well, uh, because my my whole history between let's say fifteen and and practically moving to London like six years ago uh, was 
more focus on rock, mainly rock, because I have, you know, acoustic stuff, and so it's not playing, playing straight rock, but I've been playing rock all my life uh, between th those different styles, and now, after this period where I actually sank into developing classical, contemporary classical ideas, I decided to go back to songwriting. And the first project that I'm releasing is this project called, called Squarefly, uh, which is the concept behind this project is that imagine what will be a band, but in this band you also have uh, a clarinet, uh, besides guitar, bass, drums, and keyboards and vocals, you can have a clarinet and a double bass or a cello or a flute. So, uh, as I said before, I don't restrain myself of saying, okay, the band has only these three instruments. So, for example, this this new piece, that uh, this new composition that I'll release called Cinder, uh, has uh, mainly a cello that plays throughout the song, but I also have a horn and a flute playing with it. So the whole goal is really to have this balance between uh, what will be, let's say, uh, roughly a rock band, but always having the presence of classical or classically intended instrumentation into it. But not in that sense that you have the song and then you added those instruments just for accompaniment. They are actually part of the arrangement. Sounds absolutely fascinating. I can't wait to hear it. Um, why don't you go ahead right now and tell everybody uh, where they can uh, find you on the internet and keep up with everything you have going on. Cool. Well, you can definitely, if you can Google uh, Leo Loganberg, you can find uh, my music being streamed uh, through all the major channels, Spotify, Deezer, iTunes, Apple Music. Uh, but you can mainly uh, reach me at my website, which is leolobenberg.com. And you can find all the information there, including the material uh, uh, regarding these new these two new pieces, uh, essences for percussion quartet and cinder from the Square Flight project. All right, Leo, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Can you hang out for a minute? I'm going to finish up the podcast, and we need to do a little business. I need to do a little business with you when we're done. You got a minute? Cool. Okay, excellent. All right. Hey, guys, you've been listening to uh, Leo Lobenberg, and that is leolobenberg.com. And, of course, there's the social media and everything stuff there. Uh, the website is really cool. Uh, some great photography and a lot more information about Leo and everything he has going on. You can check that out at uh, leolobenberg.com. Uh, you've been listening to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Uh, my name is Lou Lombardi, a.k.a. Ludini. Hey, guys, I know that a lot of you that listen are musicians and bands and, uh, you know, scratching your head out they're trying to figure out how to leverage the internet to um, make them, you know, make you know, grow that fan base or or get people that are already interested in you, you know, a little more uh, committed, you know, maybe having them buy uh, some of your merchandise or come to some shows and stuff like that. So I can help you guys do all that stuff. I have uh, about twelve years of uh, experience in internet marketing, and you can, uh, if you're interested in that and getting some help, go to lulombardimusic.com backslash more fans now. That is Lou. LombardiMusic.com backslash more fans now and I'll be happy to work with you and uh, explore uh, all the different avenues that we have at our fingertips today with this uh, wonderful uh, uh, internet thing that we're all involved in so check that out. Uh, guys, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Please remember to uh, share the podcast 
if you're listening on iTunes, you know, give us a little review there. We appreciate that. Um, but yeah, share it. Let, let people know because these musicians are, are absolutely amazing. And, uh, you know, corporate media just is not really covering this. So you definitely uh, can do your part. People say to me, you know, well, you know, I, there's no good music out there. I'm like, you're not listening. <laughs> you're not paying attention. And so share it around so more people can find out about it. We do appreciate that. Guys, thanks so much for hanging out. It's a leolobenberg.com is a Leo's website. And uh, special thanks to Leo for sharing this really amazing uh, music today. I feel really uh, blessed to, you know, kind of a big uh, gear switch here to, to really kind of listen to this and, um, you know, talk with somebody who's so well-versed in so many different kinds of music. So, guys, thanks so much for hanging out. It's LudiniRockandRollCircus.com is the website, and I'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs>